Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, welcome back. This is Laurel at Laurel's Real Money Talks. Our podcast is how to make money, how to keep money, how to invest money, how to do it with the team. And I bring on experts in all sorts of categories. This year, our integrated wealth systems, we really opened up our conversation and brought in more health and wealth into our conversation. So today, I actually have a client, uh, Lindsay, who's on with me, and she is an expert in food and specifically food and fasting. I love the conflict, I'm going to say, inside of there, right? I mean, yeah. so Lindsay, talk about how food and fasting go together. And then I really want to dig deep into some of the, your fasting strategies. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a fast foodie. That's how I kind of look at it. Definitely, there's a conflict, but they're very much beneficial and they align one with another. Fasting and feasting in a lot of ways. So our bodies are just such an amazing gift that it has the ability to heal itself. However, we constantly are feeding it, we need to give ourselves the, the opportunity to to rest and digest. And that's where fasting as a lifestyle has really come in and been so powerful in my life and in many other lives that I've been able to reach out and talk to and, and incorporate and experiment. Mm-hmm. With. So how did you get into this? Give us a little background. Give us a little background of how you've uh, come to be an expert in this. And then uh, we're going to dig into your strategies. Well, I've always been interested in health and nutrition. It's always been a passion of mine, especially talking about it, living it, working. I was in the army for a long time. And so being at your peak performance is also very important. And so as I've looked into how do we optimize our health? What are some of those biohacks? What are some things? This is one of the ancient practices that have come across that we've really kind of forgotten about, but it's been a part of the ages, ancient civilizations, oftentimes only ate one meal a day and it was a celebratory type meal at the end of their day's labors, discovering that actually this is the state in which we were born. Babies are born into a ketogenic state. And when they're nursing, resting actually is a ketogenic state that goes together with fasting, actually. And so talk about the different kinds of fasting. So when you you and I first met, you kind of went through three or four, maybe even five different kinds. So maybe describe, you know, each of them. Okay, yeah, there's absolutely many different ways to incorporate fasting as a lifestyle. It's really what is fasting. Fasting is abstaining from food and drink for a certain period of time. And what that does is that allows our body to use what it's stored. Um, When we think about, we go to the store and we get groceries and we put those groceries in the fridge, they have an expiration date. And if we just keep putting groceries and groceries in front of that food, those move to the back of the fridge and they tend to get mold and bacteria. And likewise in our bodies, if we don't give our bodies the chance to to really tap into the groceries, so to speak, in the fridge, the stored fat, then we just are never able to to clean out our system. And so what fasting does is it allows our body to tap into that innate ability to heal itself and to clean up those sick cells um, that need to be have expired really. So there's intermittent fasting which is really just going for a short period of time, like I said, say just not eating after dinner or in between just not snacking. We have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's sort of a period, however short, 
of an intermittent time that we're not eating and that allows our body to rest and digest. Very popular would be a, a 16-8 where you're, it's a specific eating window where you would eat for eight hours during the day, not necessarily for the whole time, but that's the feeding time. And within those windows, you have your meals and then the rest of the time you're fasted and that allows your body to become more efficient. So you have eight hour window of, of eating and then 16 hours with none. So that one's called intermittent fasting. So I know um, what I wanted you, I know you put a lot of different titles on different ways. So let's go back to that and kind of just name them off and then we'll go through and describe them. So name the, the different ones we're going to be talking about. And those of you that are out listening, you can grab a pen and paper and write them down. Yeah. You know, there are many different ways to incorporate this in your life. I've identified seven different ways. We have the intermittent fasting. Again, we kind of keyed a little bit on the one meal a day or the dinner to dinner fast, which is a 24 hour fast. Then you can extend that fast. Sometimes people are really weight loss resistant. So if they want to go for a deeper, clean detoxification, 24 to 36 hours, you could go in 48 hours. There's also a diet called fast mimicking. It became very popular by scientists named Walter Longo. We can get into that. There's autophagy fasting, also another cleaning the cells house type of fast. There is dry fasting. And then what t- people typically think of when they think of fasting is like a block water fast. That would be three to five days. And that's that's more of an extreme type fast for people who really want to regenerate, uh, maybe have a chronic illness that they're trying to allow their bodies to really heal. Yeah, go, let's go into each of them. So and it, is it always eight and 16? Or is there a, you know, a variety of depending on I what you're trying to, to cure? Yeah, I love to encourage people to play with it, to not be so rigid. At a minimum, if we want to activate autophagy, which is this literally autophagy, auto meaning self and phagy meaning cleaning. So when we want to give our bodies the chance to really kind of clean house, the minimum you want to do is 13 hours. And that really happens when we're sleeping. That is the best time. That's when our body is naturally designed to clean house. And so if we were to say go 13 hours, that would be you know, just not snacking after dinner. And then maybe that's pushing your breakfast out a tiny bit. And what that does is allow that that self-cleaning. And then for those who want a little bit more tapping into their fat stores, it's a great way to still eat, have a lifestyle, but yet you're still getting the health benefits and the health hacks. As we extend that, we also are stimulating human growth hormone, which we know declines as we age. Also, it helps to keep us young. And so it keeps our blood sugars moderated, I guess you could say. And so it's also just a great lifestyle to incorporate. Taking that a little bit further, if you extended your intermittent fasting for 24 hours, that would be considered a one meal a day type approach. And like I said, play with it. It's not something that you would jump in and run a marathon if you haven't trained for. So intermittent fasting is a great way to start for anyone who's looking to incorporate that. And then they they can play with implementing other types of fasts. One meal a day, going 24 hours, it helps the body to detoxify. Like I said, we can get into deeper autophagy, which really the deeper autophagy starts really more around 17, 18 hours of a fasted state. It really forces the body. It's a hormetic stress on the body, which then the body becomes more resilient and more efficient. Just like exercise, exercise stresses the body in a good way. So does fasting. 
Then if we look down, we can take that further for those that are really resistant, insulin resistant, where their weight loss or they've reached a plateau in their weight loss, if that's their goal, there's many different ways to incorporate this based on the goals of individuals. So the longer we fast, we secrete stem cells above and beyond 24-hour fast. And what that can do, that can help to repair our gut, which has become often so inflamed. So many people I talk to are dealing with IBS type symptoms. And IBS is really just an umbrella for gut dysbiosis. And we know now that the gut is actually the second brain when you talk about how you're, you just have this gut feeling. There is really something to that because there are so many neural connections that go up to the brain and it drives so many things, our, our emotional state as well. So healing the gut is a priority. So which of the fast handles that? And I just want you to kind of go into to that. And for those listening going, you know, why are we talking about health on a, a Real Money Talks podcast is because without it, you don't get to enjoy your wealth. So we keep those uh, hinged very closely. And as we uh, head into 2020, we'll even be doing more and more of it. So talk a little more about the, the gut health and which fast is specific that would heal that. You know, actually, all of them help to heal the gut. All of them? Yep. I was telling you that our gut actually, you know, we're the onslaught of, as we age, we're exposed to toxins, we're exposed to things such as wheat and sugar. And in our culture, at least in America, it's a culture of excess a lot of the time. And so what that does is it wrecks havoc on antibiotics, you know, medications, those type of things. It can wreak havoc on our intestinal lining. There's really only one barrier between our gut and our bodies. And there, it's really tight junctions that keep us safe. But what happens is the, the, the intestinal permeability is compromised. And those really tight junctions that keep all of those things out, they widen. And so then pathogens, as well as undigested food and other things are able to get into our bloodstream. What they do is they cause inflammation. One of the amazing things mm-hmm. about fasting is the fastest way to reduce inflammation. And so many people complain of one symptom or another. And instead of, I think, treating the symptom, we got to, we got to ask ourselves why, you know, in my project management, Lean Six Sigma, we ask, what are the five whys? That's, that's one of the simple ways to kind of get at the root cause analysis of what's really going on in our bodies. And if we apply that, a lot of times inflammation is what is driving the symptoms and fasting is the fastest way to help cool that and allow the body's innate ability to heal. So talk about your website. I'm going to switch gears just a little bit because I want you to get your website out. I know it's under development, but on your website, you're going to be listing out these different fasts and is part of your coaching, helping people decide, like, what are some of the questions, like, if I'm out there listening, saying that, you know, what are some of the, yeah, I'm going to say the questions or diseases, which one's best for which? And are you going to help guide them on your website and through your coaching work on which one's best and when? Yeah, absolutely. You know, everyone is different. Every, there's bio-individuality, really, actually. Everyone is different. There's not a one-size-fits-all in terms of the tools that we use to approach our health. I can eat the same thing. I can do the same exercises and it can affect me different. Whereas somebody next to me, they may reach all their health goals in nothing flat. And so absolutely, we will list this out. There's ways to, that's part of the reason why you want to work with a coach. So we can kind of custom tailor what will be beneficial for you to reach your goals. So 
Absolutely. We have lots of information that I'll be posting on there. And it's Switch On Health Solutions. Switch On Health Solutions. So talk about women specifically in fasting, like around hormones, clearly uh, weight loss. I mean, you haven't mentioned a lot about weight loss, but I know there's, you know, specific things you can fast for weight loss as well, correct? Absolutely. You know, fasting is great for weight loss. In a way, what it does is it kind of forces a little bit of calorie restriction, but not in a way that you feel deprived because oftentimes you're pushing out your breakfast or maybe you're just skipping a meal. It's something as simple as that. Like when you implement the health strategies, when you're a sugar burner, it's a lot harder to fast because we're riding this roller coaster of insulin coming up when we ingest a lot high carb and coming back down. And then we go, I'm hungry. I need to eat a cookie and, and a snack. And so as we implement eating healthier, and I think dropping those carbs and then eating a little bit more fat, what that does is it keeps us satiated in between meals. So then we don't necessarily eat less, we just eat less often. And that's how fasting can help us. And women absolutely need to implement fasting and their lifestyle different because we have this hormone cycle, especially menstruating women. Those that are in perimenopause and postmenopause, they can approach it a little bit different. They have a lot more flexibility. But how many of us right before we have our period are just reaching for the chocolate and I need carbs? We crave it. It's natural. And I think we should definitely work with our bodies, not against our bodies. And so that would be the time to start carb cycling. And when I talk about carb cycling, it's because we're building our hormones. We want to support the healthy levels of estrogen when the estrogen rises at ovulation, which is mid-cycle. We want to support the healthy progesterone. The estrogen comes back down a little bit and progesterone rises at the end of our cycle before it comes. So really the best time for a woman who wants to be strict on her eating or the best time to incorporate fasting, a block fast or whatever it may be, would be the beginning of her cycle, the first two weeks. That's when we're the strongest. That's when we have the most resolve. And that's when we'll see the most benefits of implementing into our cycle. Interesting, interesting. Um, what about kids? The obesity in kids is on the rise and very prevalent. So how, how do you coach parents on how to implement some of those strategies with their kids? Is it okay to do that? You know, I think what it is, is kids, every sport, they're like pushing sugary drinks and pushing bars. And it's like our kids need to snack. One thing we do need to understand is that children are growing and we should never deprive them. And they need nutritious food. But I think eating less often. We don't, our kids don't need to eat six times a day. They need to be eating a full nutritious meal, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner and not having dessert later. And so they also need to incorporate some of these practices of just eating good whole foods, healthy grass-fed meats, vegetables, fruits, definitely for children are, are good as well, like whole foods that will encourage their growth. So, Lindsay, let's go back to weight loss. I mean, there's, you know, every pill and, you know, lotion and potion, I call it, on the market around weight loss and metabolic and belly fat and all of that. So how does fasting play into that decision-making? I mean, clearly it's a multi-billion dollar industry. A lot of money is being spent on it. Absolutely. And those food companies that make those delectable snacks, they make them hyper palatable. Mm -hmm. Their food scientists know what triggers the dopamine in our brain and wants us craving coming back for more. And they know that. So absolutely. I think 
What's great about fasting, first of all, a few things, that it resets our system. It helps us to get to a more natural state, a natural desire for food and more whole foods. But also what it does is we get healthy. When we get healthy, we go to a natural weight. I think our focus has been on the wrong thing. I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. But really, we need to ask ourselves, why am I carrying around this extra weight? And how can I tap into my body's innate ability to heal what's wrong? Now, our body actually, when we talk about being exposed to toxins, stores toxins. It doesn't know what to do with it. It stores it in our fat cells. And so sometimes when people fast, they don't feel so great. And a lot of times that's releasing releasing some of those toxins with their fat and they naturally losing weight as well. And what I really recommend is the electrolytes. You definitely need to have some salt in some water or get that Himalayan sea salt I recommend or Redmond's real salt. Potassium is really important. Our body needs 4,700 grams of potassium a day. That's equivalent to about 12 bananas. But bananas have a lot of sugar. And so when we think about the dietary needs of what our body is really truly craving and it's signaling to us, eat, 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 because I'm not getting the nutrients I need. Interesting. A three-day water fast is equivalent to, they say, flipping a switch. And that actually is part of the reason why my company is called Switch on Health Solutions. We have the ability, although we may genetically be predisposed, if you get a genetics test and it says, oh, you have this DNA and and you're predisposed to cancer or you're predisposed to diabetes and you're looking at yourself like, oh my gosh, what can I do? The amazing thing is that we have the ability to upregulate and downregulate our genetic expression through our lifestyle. So we can flip a switch and kind of reset even just something as a three-day water fast is really highly recommended for cancer patients. But you don't hear about this. The drug companies don't want you I to know because right? there's no money to be made. They want to push their pill that's going to say, well, hey, this will treat some of your symptoms, but let's really go at the root cause. You know, it's interesting to me in nature when you think about it, when we get sick, we lose our appetite. That's by design, I believe, that we lose our appetite so we aren't bogged down with this digestion and our bodies being distracted really with food so that our bodies can really go in and repair and send the stem cells where they need to go to really repair. Interesting. So three-day water. So you're talking just water. I know there's a, a mm-hmm. master cleanse. So are you talking a master cleanse with, you know, some cayenne pepper and lemon and all of that or just pure water for three days? You can do pure water for three days and just kind of allow the body to really go and do what it needs to. And what that does is we secrete stem cells and the body's so amazing. Stem cells are like potential. They can be any kind of cell in the body. And what the body does is it sends it to the area that needs to be repaired. Old injuries oftentimes will ache. And when you think about it, when your body, if you have surgery and you're repairing, it hurts. When our bodies are repairing, it kind of aches, it kind of hurts, but that's where those stem cells are going and they're doing their work. And I felt that, an old injury on my ankle, I'm like, golly, that's kind of feeling a little tender. And I can tell that my body is repairing this old injury that that I've had. Wow, interesting. It's a great group so, people who are busy too. On the go, it saves on your pocketbook, so you have money to spend on whole foods. People complain, it's expensive to eat healthy. That's true. It's easier and cheaper to buy a bag of chips or junk food, much cheaper to go to McDonald's, 
than it is to invest in our health. And I think ultimately we're going to pay for it. And so what it does is by giving ourselves the rest to heal, but also reduce the inflammation, anti-aging, but it also saves on our pocketbook so that we can invest in those foods that will be best for our body. It's great for on-the-go lifestyle. When you're traveling, it's such a pain to try to find something to eat. It's one of the ways that I use when I travel. I just wait until I get there in the evening and then I can go have a nice meal and relax instead of eating some junk in the airport or at a a gas station on as I'm traveling. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So how often should someone be fasting? I mean, is it once a month? Is it once a year? What's kind of a recommendation? You know, as we play with this lifestyle, I definitely recommend starting with intermittent fasting. And that can actually be a daily practice where we eat less often, just going those 13 hours and then try playing with it. Are you hungry for breakfast? No, we'll push it. When are you hungry? Brunch time, 10 a.m.? Okay, that's a great time to break your fast. And you just extended the benefits of autophagy. Those who are having challenges really want to heal or get a little bit deeper into their fasting into a one meal a day. I don't recommend, some people do one meal a day and that's all they do. You can play with it and, and do that every other day if you like. Or what I recommend, an easy way is to live more whole foods based, meaning grass-fed meat, wild-caught fish in moderate quantities. I'm not talking about sitting down to a 16-ounce T-bone steak, just eating moderate amounts of meat, eating clean, eating more vegetables. When we do eat, it's so important what we do eat because our bodies are more sensitive to absorbing those nutrients. We want to give it what it needs. So going back to your question, how much would we implement? Are we going to do three to five-day water fast every day, excuse me, every week or every month? No, if you were looking for disease prevention, it's recommended a couple times a year for something that drastic of a fast. Some people go faster. It all depends on what your purpose is. For someone who wants to do fast mimicking, that's usually a five-day. We didn't really hit on that or autophagy fasting, but usually those are five days. Fast mimicking, what the research is showing, that you can still consume calories and consume food and still get into that stem cell production. Your body believes it's fasting. There are a few caveats to how to implement that where you are on a calorie restricted. It's eight to a thousand calories a day for five days. It's less than 20 grams of protein and it's not animal protein. So you want to have higher fat, about 60% of your calories from fat. And then you still want to incorporate some of that 13 hours. You don't want to be eating round the clock. And then autophagy fasting is continuing to regenerate those cells and eat those six cells that are in our bodies. That's also a five-day fast where you're still eating a little bit. It promotes the detoxification, but you also drop your protein down. So the wonderful thing that we know is that protein and carbs turn to glucose and protein in excess turns to glucose. So our body doesn't need as much protein as we think it needs to do all of the the wonderful processes and maintain our muscle. Any excess protein is turned into glucose, but fat is never turned into glucose. So I recommend a ketogenic type diet about five days a week. As I've mentioned, it's important what we eat just as much as not eating because time restricted feeding is just changing the timing of your food. What I'm talking about is changing 
the way that we look at food, the way that we address it and find joy in it. An easy way would be a 5-1-1. So you think you need to do something drastic constantly. Once we build the machinery, we have to switch over from being sugar burners to fat burners. That'll make it much easier. Otherwise, it's much more difficult to fast if our body is constantly craving these sugary treats that we've been giving it and we're used to. So I recommend it takes three to six weeks to train our bodies to go back to that reset button of being able to be more metabolically flexible where we can use these fuel sources. So once we get to that point, and I recommend that with a ketogenic diet, lowering our carbs, increasing our fats. I know it's so, the dogma is so deep. I felt this way when I- Yeah, it is. It's like we grew up thinking fat is bad, fat's going to cause heart disease. When in reality, this, we know that the studies that started was the catalyst for that whole movement was completely rigged. <laughs> <laughs> the scientist took 21 countries and then he cherry picked only the five or seven, I believe, that supported his hypothesis. So it's not even, yeah, I don't want to. To yeah, I get lost in the details. I yeah. love it. No, that's awesome. No, the information has been great. So again, uh, name your website, uh, just be able to list it out for those that are out there one more time. Switch on health solutions. Awesome. So switch on health solutions.com. It's uh, under construction will be up soon. So those of you listening to the podcast and by the time some of you have listened to it, it may be up. So go there for uh, continued information and to get a hold of Lindsay In the meantime, go to AskLaurel, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L, AskLaurel.com, and you can make a request to uh, talk with Lindsay. You can ask any other question, and once a month, I come live on AskLaurel.com and answer all those questions and assure that you're getting the help you need as you're building, uh, in this conversation, health and wealth. So thanks for listening to Laurel's World Money Talks. We'll be back with another segment next week. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.